do you remember when I was 10 or 12 years old and there, I don't know, I think I was upset with you or dad and I told you I was going to put on all my clothes. Do you remember what we were fighting about? Mm, not not on it, 10 or 12 years old, but when you're a little older then. No, I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> but one time you don't clean the room, I put your bags in the garbage bag, all the clothes in the garbage bag and throw in the laundry room so you can pick them and hang them again. Okay, so my mom and I remember things a bit differently. Now, I do remember being so incredibly mad and incensed that I wanted to teach her a lesson. I don't remember what the fight was about. She doesn't either. But I can definitely tell you I was not older than 10. I'm pretty sure. She and I don't fight that much anymore, and these days there's a different fight that's capturing our attention, and in fact, she and I and probably a lot of people in BC will remember this one for decades to come. Of course, I'm talking about the legislature spending scandal. Now remember, BC Legislature Speaker Daryl Plekka said he wanted a financial audit of three different offices, his own, the clerks, and the sergeant-at-arms. He said if the results of those audits didn't make people throw up, he would resign his job as speaker. That's how incensed he was by what he saw. And we got a hint of what he meant this week. Hi, I'm Binder Sajjan and you're listening to Lady at the Ledge. Daryl Pleck has detailed his concerns about the clerk and sergeant-at-arms of the legislature in a 76-page report backed up with pages of documents and receipts. Now, the two were suspended with pay last November, and until now, we've not really heard what the issue was. So Plekis detailed lavish trips, expensive suits billed to taxpayers, and other questionable spending. Now, at this point, it looks like the spending was signed off on or approved. So it's unclear if any of this is criminal. And by the way, the two men have said that they believe they will be cleared of any wrongdoing. The other allegation that really stuck out was of a truckload of booze taken from the legislature and delivered to a friend. But none of that is based on a firsthand account. Still, what is maddening is the entitlement portrayed in this report. Pick a spot on the map, allegedly one of the men said to the speaker, insinuating that they could just make up an excuse to go there. And also, I had no clue cufflinks from gift shops were so popular. Now, the clerk and sergeant-at-arms have until February 7th to respond, and they have said that they have done nothing wrong. Now, this is not just a story for political watchers, but one that really hits home for a lot of people. Like my friend Harv Pandel. She's a concerned citizen who pays attention to politics. And this week, she called me about this issue and asked a really great question. Why did three people need to go to London to buy a hat? A hat? She's my guest this week. Well, I don't, I don't care whether they're criminal or not, to be honest. I think people in a position of power who are handling the purse strings of the taxpayer dollars should be held to task. And I think it's kind of a message to others who are in similar positions who are also going to potentially have their expenses audited, who are going to now think twice about 
putting foreign, you know, um, participating in foreign travel. And even this whole thing about going to China where you were hosted, wined and dined, and you still came back and claimed the per diem. I don't understand that. Is that like your side, is that your side income? I mean, you're making 300 plus a year. That's not enough. So the fact that they were unchecked for so long, it makes me question, but how many, how long has this been going on? And so what do you think the answer is here? Like when you're talking to people, are people interested? Do they want more accountability or do they think that, you know, something different needs to happen? Like what do you think should happen now? So when I talk to my friends and my family about it, there's two sides. One is, well, it's government. These are civil servants. Uh, do you think they actually care? They're ca- they care about their pensions. Do you think they care about the bottom dollar? Do you think they're even happy in their jobs? That's probably what they're doing. You know, this is a cushy job. And then I have other family and friends who say they need to be exposed. Like, I mean, is this how you want to go down in front of your friends and family? And, you know, I heard today that it's going to be one of the largest scandals in history for BC. Is this, do you really want your name attached? Was that $14,000 trip worth it to you for that? And I think it's, um, I'm in the camp that this is an opportunity for people to get reinstated who were fired for not doing anything wrong in this process, who question expenses. And I also think it forces people to examine their, their roles. Are they happy? Are they there for the expenses? Are they there for the boondoggles? Yeah. And it's an opportunity for government to decide what these roles if there's, there's even, what kind of expenses are actually required for these roles? If you think of a constituency office or you think of a cabinet, cabinet, uh, uh, a minister's office, they have expenses. They have to stick to a guideline of expenses. Why is that not the same for other areas in government? I don't understand. One other thing Harv pointed out is she doesn't care about the politics around this issue. She thinks people who are trying to score political points or who are blaming one party while saying the other's hands are clean, well, she thinks all of that's kind of in bad form. The real issue, she insists, is about the checks and balances. And the legislature is not like other government departments. It's not covered by FOI, so we can't find out how decisions were made or exactly how much was spent on things like cufflinks or that now famous wood splitter. Instead, we get a big number at the end of the year. And what Plekis' special advisor is saying is this report was like a hand grenade. He used those words and he says that a bomb may yet be to come. Well, we'll have to wait and hear what the two suspended officials have to say. That sounds like it'll be the next step in this story. There are two special prosecutors looking into allegations related to the clerk and the sergeant at arms. No charges have been laid. None of the allegations has been proven in court. I'm Binder Sajjan. Thanks for listening to my take on BC politics, of course, with the help of family and friends. Lady at the Ledge is meant to involve listeners like you. So if you have something to say, send me an email at ladyattheledge at gmail.com. Till next time. Bye. I'm going to ask you something else, too. Um, What was the best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, there, give me the problem. From anybody, best advice? Um, be honest. 
truthful living. Uh, make plan before you do anything. Okay, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, you're <baby. laughs> I'm going to ask you something else, too. Um, what was the best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, there, give me the phone. From anybody, best advice? Um, be honest. Truthful living. Uh, make plan before you do anything. Okay, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you something else, too. Um, what was the best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, there, give me the phone. From anybody, best advice? Um, be honest. Truthful living. Um... Uh, Make plan before you do anything. Okay, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, you're baby. <laughs> I'm going to ask you something else, too. Um, what was the best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, there, give me the phone. From anybody, best advice. Um, be honest, truthful living, uh, make plan before you do anything. Okay, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, you're <a> baby. <laughs>